check out my new book, Coping Courageously, a heart-centered guide for navigating a loved one's illness without losing yourself. It's appropriate for you as a clinician, for your patients, and for anyone you know who has a seriously ill loved one or an aging parent. Check it out and tell a friend. Welcome to the Integrative Palliative Podcast, where we help physicians and other clinicians master the art of integrative symptom management so they can wholeheartedly care for themselves as they expertly care for their patients. Welcome to the Integrative Palliative Podcast. I'm Dr. Delia Caramonti, and today I'm going to be reading a story from my new book. My new book is called Coping Courageously, A Heart-Centered Guide for Navigating a Loved One's Illness Without Losing Yourself. And if you're listening live in January of 2024, the book comes out next week. So I'm so excited. You're all invited to the launch party. I'll put in the show notes the link for you to RSVP so you'll get the link to come and join us. But I wanted to read to you from this book today because what we're talking about And what this story is about is about acceptance. I had been Nick's doctor for more than a year. He usually came to the office with his girlfriend, Nina, who kept a notebook with questions for Nick's doctors in her purse. Nina was on top of everything. She knew which chemotherapies Nick had tried and what the side effects had been. She kept track of his pain and his nausea. And she usually had a question about a potential treatment that she had researched on the internet. We used to joke that she was an honorary nurse or doctor. Nick adored her. This day, Nick came to his appointment alone. When I saw him in the exam room, I was thrilled. Vastly different from the last time I'd seen him. This time, his posture was straight and his voice was strong. He looked robust. Nick's advanced cancer was obviously responding to his new treatment. He looked great and he seemed to be feeling like his old self again. Dr. C, can I tell you a secret? He asked me excitedly. Of course, I said. Once I'm clear for a full year, I'm going to propose to Nina. He looked at me expectantly. I wonder if I disappointed him because I have no idea what came across my face. Two powerful thoughts collided in my head all at once. That's wonderful. And don't wait a year. I took a moment to decide how to respond. I started with the obvious. I'm so happy for you. This is fantastic news. She's a wonderful woman and you're lucky to have her in your life. She's lucky too, is what I said. I wholeheartedly believed it all, but the next part was harder. So tell me about waiting a year, I started gingerly. He had a clear answer. I don't want her to marry me and then have to deal with me dying, he said. I get that, I said. Will waiting a year to propose take away the risk that she'll have to deal with you dying? He took a deep breath. I focused on his puffed out cheeks and the noise his breath made as it passed his pursed lips. I felt badly that I'd injected this painful reality into his good news, but I knew that it was important that we talk about his future. No, Nick said, it won't. But it would make me feel better if I could just get through a whole year. Nick had been riding a roller coaster. He'd been down, then up, then down, then up more times than seemed fair. He had been near death and then responded to a new medication, and then just as he was feeling normal again, a new pain would start or a concerning spot would show up on his imaging. His cancer had returned not once, but over and over and over. He was sick of it. I totally get it, Nick, I said. You've been through it, and you deserve some time to just be normal. It struck me that Nick was mixing up two powerful ideas that deserved to be considered separately. Firstly, he was hoping for at least a year without a cancer recurrence. This was a reasonable hope, and everyone in his life was hoping for it too. Secondly, he had decided that he wanted to marry Nina. 
It was the overlap of these two goals that was causing me concern. The chance that Nick's cancer would be permanently cured was close to zero. Barring a miracle or not yet invented medication, Nick's cancer would almost certainly eventually take his life. He was young. It wasn't fair. I don't want Nina to be a widow, Nick blurted out. I nodded and we sat in silence for a while. If it comes to that, I started, do you think Nina would rather be a widow, losing her husband, or a woman whose boyfriend died? Wow, Nick said, nodding. I never thought about it that way. I never, ever thought about it like that. I know she thinks I'm going to be cured, but I think she'd rather lose her husband than her boyfriend. Yeah, I replied, I think so too. Nick and I both smiled. I felt pretty sure that he'd propose soon, and I think he started planning his proposal right there in that exam room. I was thrilled to receive the invitation to Nick and Nina's wedding. I was proud of Nick for accepting his reality and speeding up his proposal. It would have been easier to look away, refusing to accept that a recurrence-free year was unlikely. Instead, Nick bravely accepted what he was facing and romantically asked Nina to become his wife. Their wedding was beautiful and moving, and I was honored to be invited. I will never forget Nick and Nina. I was so impressed by his strength, by his commitment to trying to get better, but at the same time, by his acceptance of what was happening and the way that he changed his life because of that acceptance. It really struck me. So they got married and they spent time together as a married couple, which they would not have gotten to do if he hadn't been willing to accept that day. So it really got me thinking about the benefits of acceptance. Sometimes people think about acceptance like like it's the opposite of fighting, like acceptance is giving up, but it's not. Acceptance is not the opposite of fighting. Acceptance is the opposite of pretending, and pretending does not get us anywhere. Pretending doesn't help us. There are so many benefits of acceptance. And so I want to talk about it today because it has such a bad rap. People think of it like it means giving up. It doesn't mean giving up. It means opening your eyes, seeing what's really there. And when you do that, you have the opportunity to do all of these other important and amazing things. Like Nick had the opportunity to get married and to spend time as a married couple with Nina. And that was so precious And she wouldn't have had that, and he wouldn't have had that if he hadn't been willing to accept that day. So what are the other benefits of acceptance? Number one, I'm going to give you 10. I'm sure there are more. But the first one is you can make different decisions. So that's what happened for Nick. He accepted, wow, maybe I really shouldn't wait a year to propose because I don't know that my cancer is going to stay away for that long. And so because of that, he could decide to get married, and he did, and he got to spend time as a married man, which was amazing. So that's one. You can make different decisions. Number two, acceptance sometimes helps people focus on different things. So if they were focusing all of their time on work, now they can focus more of their time on being with their grandkids or spending time in the garden or training their dog or making art or whatever it is that fills them up. Sometimes when you accept what's in front of you, you stop wasting time on things that you don't care about as much anymore, and you spend time doing things that you like. That's two. Number three, it can help people let things go. So things that they used to worry about, like, I don't know, I can't go out of the house without putting my makeup on, or I have to keep my hair dyed, or something like that. 
you can let that go and say, you know what, look, if this is what's happening to me, I'm going to let go of all the things that are stupid, that don't really matter, and I'm going to focus on what matters. Acceptance allows people to care less about what other people think. So if you are accepting a serious illness, your patients are accepting a serious illness and you're helping them get there, it allows them to focus on what they care about and not so much what other people care about, which is extremely important when you're trying to make the very best of the time that you have. Number five, it can help people get motivated to pare down their life. So if you have been filling up your closets for 30 years with stuff and you really don't need that stuff and you have the time, you feel well, patient feels well, but they accept, you know what, I may not have that that long. Maybe they want to spend their time purging their stuff so that there's not that much left to worry about when they pass. Maybe they want to do that. So it allows people to pare down their life if they want to. They certainly don't have to, but if they want to, it gives them the opportunity to do that. Number six, it gives them the opportunity to create a love project if they want. Some people call them a legacy project. I like to call them a love project. So maybe they want to paint pictures for the people in their lives. Maybe they want to create a quilt. Maybe they want to write stories, their stories in a journal. Maybe they want to write letters to all of their kids. But if you wait to accept that an illness is progressing until it is so far progressed that the person feels terrible then they don't have the energy and the strength and the time to create these love projects. So accepting that illness is progressing does not mean that people have to give up or feel depressed or or think about it 24-7. It just means they kind of have eyes wide open, look at what's happening, and it gives them the opportunity to create a new way of living while they're still here and while they still feel reasonably well. Number seven, it allows people to prepare for the future. So that may be forms, maybe they get their will in order, maybe they get their advanced directive in order. As I said before, maybe they straighten up their stuff or purge things, but it whatever that means for them, it gives them the opportunity to get things together. And that's probably the one that physicians are most willing to say. And so it has a bad connotation to people of like, go get your affairs in order. But it's just one of the many benefits that earlier acceptance can give people. Number eight, it allows people to do things that they may have been putting off. So maybe they wanted to take a trip to Europe, but they just never did. And they kept putting an offer when it was a better time. Well, if you accept while you're still feeling well, maybe you want to take that trip right now. So it it allows people to say, wow, I realize because I'm looking at it with my eyes wide open, I realize that my time is not unlimited and I want to do my things. The things that I've been putting off, I want to do them now. And that's such a tremendous gift and benefit that people can give to themselves to not put off things and then later regret, oh, I always meant to do that and then now it's too late. It allows them to say things to people in their lives that need to be said. Maybe there's a relationship that they need to repair or there are things that they want to tell to a parent or a child or a sibling. It allows them time to do that without it feeling like the ax is about to fall. So Doing all of these things early, you know, and then say magically, there's a great medication and it prolongs a person's life by years. Great. Who cares? So what have you done? You've said loving things to people. You've rearranged your life in a way that it makes you happy. You've thrown out all your extra junk. You've done the things you always meant to do. Like all of these are good things. None of these are bad. So the earlier any of us do all of these things, the better. And then number 10 
what is a benefit of acceptance is it allows people to focus on the now. So rather than perseverating about things that have happened in the past and, oh, why did they say that to me or why did they do that to me, rather than worrying about the future, ideally, it allows people to really focus on the now. What am I doing? What do I want to be doing? Who are my people that I really like that I want to surround myself with? How do I want to spend this time? And let me get all of the good juice that I can out of life let me really focus on what I want to be doing now. And so earlier acceptance of possible progression of illness helps people be happier now. And that is something that we can help them with. Now, every person and every family obviously is going to handle this idea differently. But we as clinicians, we need to really believe this, really own this, really believe this so that we can help model this for people and we can help open space for them to use acceptance in a positive way, not as giving up, but as stopping pretending so that they can create the life that they want that hopefully they get to live for a long time. All right, that's it for today. Thank you so much for being here. I really hope that you will check out my book, Coping Courageously. And if you're listening before January 18th, 2024, please go to copingcourageously.com and join the launch party so that you can see another reading. We'll talk about the complexities of helping people through serious illness. We'll do a little self-care. We'll raise a glass in celebration. And I would love, love, love to see you there. But either way, you can go to copingcourageously.com and uh, have access to the link to purchase the book. It's appropriate for patients and families. So I hope you'll consider it for the families that you care for but it's also really appropriate for clinicians who ideally are having these kinds of challenging conversations with their patients to help them cope courageously. Thanks for being here. I really appreciate that you're here and I'll see you next week. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by the Integrative Palliative Institute. Visit our website, integrativepalliative.com. There you can access physician and clinician training, well-being coaching, free downloads and other cool stuff. And feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn and share your favorite episode with a friend.